I'm the women's ministry and the connections pastor here. I'm also married to Pastor John. For those that don't know, I'm also known as the better half or um, all the ladies in here, the CEO of the family. Can I get an amen? Yes. And it's my privilege today to conclude the series that we've been in for the past few weeks called Versus. And in this series, we've been talking about how in life, We have decisions that we have to make every single day, whether they're little or they're big. We can choose between this or that, going here or there, but that in life, God wants to speak into the big decisions and the big moments in our life because he always has a better option for us. And as I was reflecting on this series and this message today, I began to think about how everybody thinks differently. Everybody thinks differently. We all have our own default. Maybe it's how we were raised. Maybe the culture we grew up in. Maybe it's the experiences that we have gone through. But each of us thinks differently. And this is where we sometimes can get into misunderstandings is because we assume that everybody else thinks like us. And then we discover that no, they don't. I mean, for example, if you weren't, if you weren't aware, men and women think differently. They don't have the same perspective on everything. Women, ladies, you know in this room, your husband has a different perspective and a different idea on a lot of different things than you. He has a different maybe idea on what a fun vacation is. Or he has a different perspective on that new remodel you're wanting to do in the house. You know that kitchen and you have it clearly in your mind, the type of kitchen that you want. And you want to remodel it. It's beautiful. But when you share it with your husband, all he sees are dollar signs. I mean, he has a different perspective. We all think differently. And men and women, we also have different definitions for the same word. We have different definitions for it. So, for example, the word we. Now, guys, real quick, pay attention. I'm going to give you a tip. This is a a pro tip for marriage. This is a tool to put in your toolbox, okay? When a wife says, when the lady says, hey, we, we should take out the trash, Or, hey, you know, we need to replace that light that's out in the bathroom. Or this week we need to mow the lawn. That we actually means you. You need to take out the trash. You need to do those things. It's our way of providing you an option to serve. We really want to help you find a place and we're just giving you options to serve. Now, if we say I, hey, I'm going to go pick up the groceries. Or, hey, I'm going to help the kids with their homework tonight. We're going to do it because we said I. But if we say we, we means you. Another one that we have a different definition on is the word little. Little. Now, when a woman says, I'm going to do a little shopping. (laughs) We really do mean a little shopping. Now, whether we went to one store, we went to 15 stores, whether it was a week on weekend marathon, it was still a little shopping for us. 
And for some reason, when we walk in the door, our husbands don't have the same definition of little. They're thinking big because I don't know if it's maybe the, the credit card bill. I don't know if maybe it's all the bags that we took out of the car. I'm not really sure if it's like the fact that there's no more room in our closet for the shoes we just bought. But they have a different definition of little. Or maybe movie night. Movie night. So women, when we think of movie night, we think of, oh, man, we're going to watch this cute romantic comedy. And I'm just going to hold my man's hand. And it's going to be great. And all, we're just going to have a wonderful time. But then guys... You guys define movie night as that for 45 minutes of the movie, things have to blow up on the screen. I don't know how many more things can explode in the movie, but for some reason, that's movie night. We all think differently. And in life, this is where we get misunderstandings, unmet expectations, and inevitably, misalignment can occur. And see, God experiences the same thing with us. And he's calling us to think differently. And so today I want to share with you how we can think differently. And as we close out this series verses, we have been looking at how God has a better option for us. And when it comes to our life and our future, God always has a better option. But for us to walk in and step into that better option, we have to think differently. And so I invite you to open up your Westover app, your Bible app. We're going to be looking at a couple of verses in the book of Isaiah. And we're going to be in Isaiah 55. And I encourage you this week, if you will open up the Westover app, we have notes. But we also have a life group experience for you. And we'd love for you to take some time with your life group and unpack this message later on this week. But we're going to be in Isaiah 55, verses 8 and 9. And this is God speaking to the people of Israel. And here's what he says. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. See, God clearly states in these verses that he wants us to change our thinking. That there are moments when our thoughts and our ways don't line up with God. And in life, there are moments that we're going to get misaligned. But God wants us to think differently. Because how we think determines how we live. Our thoughts inform our actions. And our actions determine our life. And so we have to think differently to live differently. And that's what God is saying in these verses. If I can only get you to think differently. If I can only get you to have my perspective and my thoughts. And look at the situation through my eyes. Then I can get you to live differently. And you can step into the purpose and the plan and the blessing and the favor that I have for you. But for some reason, sometimes we get misaligned. And misaligned thoughts produce a misdirected life. Misaligned thoughts will produce a misdirected life. And so for a few moments today, I want to share with you a couple of ways and a couple of different maybe indicators that are showing that you might have misaligned thinking. The first one is when you underestimate. Underestimating can create frustration in your life. This is where you underestimate a moment. You underestimate how long something's going to take. You underestimate maybe how expensive something is going to be. We probably all underestimated COVID a year ago, and we thought by this point we'd be over it. There's moments where we underestimate God's timeline, and situations come up. 
Maybe we have a problem in our life or we have a concern and we go to God and we say, Lord, I, this situation is happening. God, I've got this issue in my family or I've got this issue in my finances. And we tell God about the problem, but then we also love to tell God how we want him to fix that problem and in the timeline that we want him to fix it. And then he doesn't fix it in that timeline and we get frustrated. We see this happen in the Bible with the disciples at the feeding of the 5,000. They look around at their situation, and there's five loaves, there's two fishes, and there are 5,000 people. And so they go to God, and they say, Jesus, what do we do with all of these people? And he says, feed them. And in that moment, they get frustrated because they walked in and underestimated God's ability and his power to work. See, we can walk in God's path, but not necessarily be in step with his plan. You can be following after God and walk in his path, but not always be in step with his plan. And God is calling us to be in step with him. Earlier this week, my husband and I, we had to go to Houston for a meeting. And so we were on the road. And for anybody in Texas, you know that if you're going to go on a road trip in Texas, it requires a stop at Bucky's. Right? There's nothing better on the road than a Bucky's. It's like... For those that are online and you don't quite know what a Bucky's is, let me try to explain this for you, okay? Imagine if heaven had a convenience store and a gas station. That's what a Bucky's is. It has everything for all the ladies in here. It has like the Ritz Carlton of restrooms, and we need that. And so it's just wonderful. We love Bucky's. But Bucky's is really, really good, and they're very strategic at their marketing, right? So you're on the road, and there's billboard after billboard after billboard telling you how far away you are from Bucky's. 100 miles from Bucky's. 70 miles from Bucky's. 25 miles. It's building up that anticipation. And so we're on the road, and we're driving, and I see a sign for Bucky's. And it says, Are we there yet? And it kind of caught me. And I began to think about. You know what, I think we do that sometimes in our own lives. We, we go to God and we say, God, are we there yet? God, have, have we worked this out yet? Lord, have your, when are you going to step in here, God? Are we done with this yet? But see, that's the wrong question to ask. Instead, the question that we should be asking is, God, am I in step with you? Lord, am I in step with you? In this situation with my coworker, am I aligned with you? Am I stepping into your will? Am I responding the way that you want us to? Often we get misaligned because we underestimate God's plan, his timing, his ability, and it creates frustration in our life. And if you find yourself experiencing frustration in everyday moments, go to God and begin to speak his truth over your life and your situation. You may underestimate how long things take, but don't ever underestimate God. God's timing is perfect. He knows what you need, when you need, and how much you need. And so we need to align our thoughts to God's thoughts. And you begin to pray a prayer like this. God, I might not understand what's going on. Lord, and I might not necessarily even see the purpose in this moment, but I trust your plan. And I trust that you know what you're doing. And so I don't want to underestimate you. So align me to your thoughts. Align my thoughts to your thoughts. Line me up, God. And as we begin to pray that prayer, he begins to reduce the frustration. And he begins to line us up with him. The second thing, and the second indicator that maybe 
we have misaligned thinking is when we overestimate. Sometimes we can overestimate. See, anger and disappointment occur when we overestimate a situation. We overexpect and life under delivers. Maybe we overexpect in a moment and we overanticipate and we overestimate what's going to happen or we assign motive or we assign motion, emotion to a situation and our own expectations are lower and higher than what the end result ends up being. We see this happen in the story of Mary and Martha in the Bible. Martha, she overestimates the moment when Jesus comes to her house and she gets busy with all the preparations and all the needs that she thinks she needs to take care of and she misses the moment with Jesus. And so she's angry and Jesus comes to her and just ever so gently says, Martha, you're upset, you're angry over many things and you missed the most important thing and that was time with him. Now, ladies, have you ever had an expectation in your mind of how your husband is going to respond to your honey-do list or your to-do list? I don't know if anybody else has experienced this, but maybe in your mind you've got an idea of all the things that you need to get done because maybe you're having uh, company over. And so you've decided that before everybody comes over, you need all these things accomplished in your house because they can't actually see your house for what your house is. They need to see your house for what you want it to be, right? And so you have all of these things that you want to accomplish. And, you know, it's a list that you've been building for a year and includes all the pins that you put on Pinterest it has every, you know, it's all the things that you saw on HGTV that you've dreamed up that you're going to accomplish in your house because you know you're just as stylish and as amazing as Joanna Gaines. I mean, you are, right? And your husband is the next chip, and so he's going to be able to do all these things for you. And so you come to him with this list, and you have this lovely honey-do list, right? And you go to him, and you share it with great anticipation and great hope, and then he doesn't respond like you want him to respond. He's, he's shocked that, he think, that you think this can be accomplished. And so our hope quickly turns to anger sometimes. See, anger is always a red light in our life. It's always a caution that we are misaligned. And when we're angry, it's easy to blame God. It's easy to begin to blame God and say things like, God, you don't understand. God, you don't understand what's going on over here. Or God, don't you see or, Lord, why haven't you fixed this yet? And so we begin on this blaming tirade, and we get on this, this upset train. And if you find yourself angry in most situations, it's an indicator that you're misaligned. And when you're angry, to align ourselves with God, we have to align our heart to God's heart. We have to seek after the heart of God. And when we begin to seek after the heart of God, he begins to realign our heart. He begins to realign our, our desires because when we seek after him and we seek after what he wants and what he wants for our life and what he wants to accomplish, the things that we thought were important no longer become important. We realign to him. Let God reset your expectations and align your heart. See, don't overestimate life because it's always, always going to disappoint. And when life disappoints, Know that God will not. We cannot overestimate God. God will give you what you need, not necessarily what you want. And don't limit an infinite God with a limited mindset. Don't limit an infinite God with our limited mindset. And don't let your limited mindset diminish an infinite God. Just because you can't see God working doesn't mean he isn't. 
It just means we don't see the full picture yet. And so as we seek after the heart of God, he begins to line us back up with him. The third indicator that maybe we don't have the right thinking and we're misaligned is when we're guesstimating. See, when we guesstimate, it creates anxiety. We get anxious about moments. We don't know what to do. Maybe there's an unknown in our life. There's an unanswered issue. Maybe there's a lack of clarity. And so we get anxious and we become unsure of the future. And we want to fix everything. See, when things are unstable in our life, when we don't know what's going on, when we don't have all the answers, when it's not clear in front of us, we begin to get anxious. And so we want to fix everything. And so we go around trying to fix all the things and we become really anxious and really busy. And for like a young adult, when you don't know what to do and you're not clear what your next path is for your career, you begin to apply to all the different jobs, hoping that maybe out of one of them you're going to get clarity. Or moms, Maybe you're struggling in communication with your kids, and you feel a disconnect. And so you figure out, I'm going to read five books, I'm going to listen to three podcasts, I'll follow all the right people on social media, and then, then I'll become a perfect mom. And see, we guesstimate in life for two different reasons. Lack of clarity or lack of courage. See, lack of clarity is when we don't have the information. We're unsure. You know, it's like, if you are, you're not really sure what your income tax return is going to be, are you going to get $75 back or are you going to get $800 back? Are you going to be able to get a coffee maker or are you going to be able to get a new couch? You don't know yet. You need the information. And when you lack the clarity, get more information. Pray. Read God's word. Seek the advice of a trusted friend, somebody who's walked further along with the Lord than you, and begin to seek the clarity you need because clarity reduces anxiety. The other reason that we sometimes guesstimate is a lack of courage. We know what we should do. We are clear on what we're supposed to do. We know the decision we're supposed to make. We know the step that we're supposed to be taking. God's made it very clear, but we don't know what's on the other side of that decision. We don't know what's on the other side of that situation. You're saying, God, I know you want me to do this at my job, but I'm not sure what's going to happen if I do that. Or, Lord, I know the, how you want me to respond in this situation with my family, but I'm not really sure how it's going to work out. And so because we're not sure of the end result, we stay in a place of anxiety, and we stay in a place of indecision, and we won't move forward, and we stay anxious. You see, sometimes in life, we have to obey even when we're scared. You've got to obey even to, when you're scared. The obedience is stepping out and knowing that God's going to take care of the rest. And sometimes we can't act our way into our We can't feel our way into our actions. We've got to act our way into our feelings. And we can't judge a situation because we're not sure of what the end result will be. When we guesstimate, we live in a land of uncertainty and anxiety begins to cripple us this is where you stay up all night and you run over and over and over again in your mind all the things that you don't have answers to all the concerns that you have and they play on repeat and you can't quiet your mind you can't quiet your heart it just it lives in your spirit you don't sleep at night and I really believe that there are people in this room that this is your reality right now all week, I felt like God had said, people in this room, you're anxious. 
you don't know what to do, and it literally feels like it's overwhelming you. See, anxious thoughts lead to an anxious life. But God's peace is the solution to your anxious heart. God's peace is the solution to your anxious heart. He never intended for you to live an anxious life. And God's word, and Jesus talks to the disciples in John 14, 27. And this is a word for somebody today. I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. See, Jesus doesn't want you to live with anxiety and uncertainty. He doesn't want you guesstimating about your future. You can trust your unknown future to a known God. You can trust the unknown of this moment to a God that sees ahead of you and before you, and he's already clearing the path. He gives peace of mind and heart. The world cannot give it to you. Social media cannot give it to you. Those influencers that you are letting speak into your life cannot give you the peace you need. Only God can give you that peace. And with God, you don't have to guess. You don't have to worry. He's got the answer. So let his peace flood your mind and your heart today. And so maybe you're here and you're saying, well, I, I identify with one of those. I'm living in that place. I'm anxious or I'm frustrated or I find myself angry all the time. And I don't want to be misaligned anymore. But what do I do to line back up with God? Well, we take a step of faith. You take a position of faith because faith is re-estimating. Faith is re-estimating the situation. It's taking a step back and allowing God to step in and give his perspective and his direction. A few years ago, my husband and I were noticing in our house that our AC wasn't quite cooling and keeping up, especially in the hot summers here in Texas. And so one day... You know, like it always is, it was one of the worst, hottest days of the summer. You know, that August heat that just is unrelenting, our AC went out. It stopped working. And so all of a sudden, the, what was inside was just as hot as what is outside. I mean, we were, we were melting. Like, and I'm not supposed to melt. I was never intended to melt. I'm supposed to stay cool at all times. And so we called the AC technician out. And he looks at our system and he says, okay, you, you got two options here. He said, the first option is I can do a quick patch on it, get you up and running, but I'll be back out in a few days. It might be a few weeks, but your unit is not going to make it. Option two is you need a new unit. And in that moment, my husband and I had to kind of reestimate the situation because we walked in with the expectation, quick fix, a few hundred dollars, we're going to get up and everything's going to be fine. But instead, we had to replace the unit. And yeah, it took longer, and it cost more money. But when the unit was installed and running, all of the sudden, I realized what we had been living without for so long. All of a sudden, our AC cooled. Like, the thermostat, whatever you set it to, it actually went to that number. Like, didn't know that was possible. All of a sudden, it was cool in our house, and I wasn't melting, and it was nice, and you didn't have to run the fans. And then when I was cooking, I didn't have to deal with the heat of being over the stove. 
And all of the sudden, in that moment, I realized I had settled for so long over here. I had settled for poor performance. I had settled for something that was substandard. And I needed to be living over here. And I think sometimes we do the same in our life. For sometimes we sit over here and we're saying, I'll just put up with it. I get that it's not perfect. I get that, man, I'm frustrated and I get that I, I'm button heads and I get that all of this thing is frustrating here. And But we put up with so many things that God never intended for us to do. He's saying, come over here. Reestimate your life. Take a step of faith and then you can step in the blessing and you can step in the, in the favor and you can step in the direction that I have for you. See, faith transforms our thinking and it realigns our life see that's how God works it says in the verse as the heavens are higher than the earth so my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts and God's ways are always going to be higher and when we take that step of faith we reestimate our life see the Bible reestimates things Peter Jesus came in in a moment and reestimated his life See, Peter was a fisherman. That's all he knew what to do. That's all he'd ever done was fish. It's how he provided for his family. It's probably something that was passed down. And every single day he fished. And so that morning he went out to the seashore to fish like he normally did. But in that moment, something was different because Jesus was there. And Jesus comes up to Peter and he says, Peter, come follow me and I'll make you a fisher of men. And in that moment, God reestimates his life. And Peter has a decision to make. Is he going to stay with what he's always done and live the life he thought he was always going to have? Or was he going to take a step of faith and begin to follow Jesus? And yet he probably didn't know what was on the other side of that decision. He probably didn't know what it was going to mean to be a disciple of Jesus. But he took a step of faith and his life was forever changed. Because faith transforms your thinking and it aligns your life. And in a moment, God can step in and change your circumstance. All you need is faith. And so today, maybe you realized that you've been misaligned with God. You've been misaligned in your thinking. You haven't always followed after him. And you find yourself struggling with frustration, anger, anxiety. And you feel like you can't take a step forward. That for every step forward you take, you're going to take two steps back. And maybe this year has been difficult. Maybe it wasn't what you thought was going to happen. Maybe you underestimated it and struggles came. And you began to ask questions like, why me, God? Why me? Or when is this going to get any better? Or what is happening? And you see... All of those questions are the wrong questions. The right question is who? Who can change your circumstance? Who can turn your situation around? Who can in an instant reestimate your life? And the answer is God. He wants to be the answer to all of your questions. He desires to come in and he desires to have relationship with you. And so as I close, I want to invite everyone to stand. If you'll just put everything away for just a moment, I believe God is here to speak with you. And there are people today 
that up to this point, you might have had a marginal relationship with God. Maybe he's been an acquaintance in your life, but you would say, I've never really fully given my, myself and my life over to God. I've never really fully let him step in and change my life. I want to give you that opportunity today because I believe God is here to meet with you. And making a decision for Christ is as clear as A, B, C. A, you accept that you need a Savior. B, you believe in your heart that Jesus died for your sins and he rose again. And C, you confess from your mouth and your heart that Jesus is Lord. And so today, if that's you, I want to give you an opportunity to make that decision. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to give you just a moment with God. And maybe throughout this entire time, God's been speaking to you. You felt this tug on the inside and you're not really sure what that is. And that's God. He's speaking to you. He wants to meet you at the point of your need. He wants to come in. He wants to step in and he wants to reestimate your life. And all it takes is a step of faith. And so if that's your, you today, you're ready to, to take that step of faith and let God step in and reestimate your life. On the count of three, I invite you to raise your hand. No one's looking. This moment is between you and God. On the count of three, one, two, three. Yes, hands everywhere. Hands, I see you up in the balcony. God wants to meet with you right now. And as we close, I invite everyone to repeat this prayer and say, Jesus, I need you. Lord, forgive me for trying to do life on my own. I ask you to come in and reestimate my life. I ask you to take control. I give my decisions, my life, and my future to you. And I ask you to be the Lord and Savior of my life. In Jesus' name, amen.